Now that reminds me of uh, like a racing game right at the beginning, where like the countdown. Yeah. Yeah, pole position. Yeah, pole position. That's it. That's the one. Makes sense. We're we're a Pacers podcast. We should do racing mm-hmm. themed. I agree. Everything. And plus, once we get started, it's like the pedal just hit the metal. Like it is just, <laughs> it is just full bore, no brakes. Yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just, like, jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 438, company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss Malcolm Brogdon's injury and what that means for the team going forward. Uh, plus, we'll probably have a few surprises down the line. Joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, undebeatables? Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. <laughs> Stay home from work. <laughs> oh, I like this advice. Don't Second travel place. anywhere. Yeah, Colson, you're ahead of the game with this. Uh, yeah, not working. Really are ahead of your. You're time. really uh, a pioneer for the stopping the spread of the coronavirus. Always ahead of my time. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, uh, you know my crippling social anxiety has really helped uh, reduce the spread. Too. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, all this. Uh, uh, requirement for social distance is like yeah, yeah this is great for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, allowed to this. talk to you <laughs> due to extenuating circumstances. <laughs> totally rational response to the world right now. <laughs> the ball's in my court now. <laughs> From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, quick shout out. I believe this will be the last pod coming out before uh, Jennifer Drinkwater's uh, birthday. Big fan of the show uh, back when uh, we just started. and I think we only had two or three fans. She was one of them. So shout out uh, on the Ides of March. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theunabeatables.com slash Amazon, a small percentage of your sale kicks back to us and it helps support what we do. So the word came in, uh, there's official press release from the Pacers. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon has been diagnosed with a, a torn left rectus femoris. It's a it's a muscle in the uh, in the leg area is what I've been told. Uh, I'm glad the non doctors handling this. Uh, his his uh, status is he's week to week. They said no surgery will be required, uh, but they'll be checking him every seven days to kind of uh, see what his status is. But this sounds like at a minimum two three weeks. Um, but I mean I, I don't you know I think they're not they're not totally sure so. Uh, Jason, do you have any insight into uh, you know how, how much uh, pain this guy's in, or, or what how this is going to affect him going forward? I don't really. I mean, I just learned what the rectus femoris was uh, okay. five minutes ago, so uh, I don't really. I mean, it's a it's a muscle tear, so that's better than a, a a tendon or a ligament tear. Those tend to heal a little bit faster. 
Um, obviously, depending on the area. Um, it's just a bummer. It's been a tough year for Brogdon. He's been sort of in and out of the lineup with uh, minor dinks and scrapes and concussions and all kinds of stuff and uh, had been playing, obviously, super well and uh, we're excited to see how he and the Oladipo sort of pairing is going to work uh, this season and going forward, and we haven't really gotten a good look at that yet. I mean, he's been injured since Oladipo has come back, uh, you know, for the for the most part, and, and Oladipo isn't quite Oladipo yet. So, But, you know, plenty of time before the playoffs. I think there's five or six weeks or five weeks or six weeks or something like that. Um, <laughs> somewhere between five and somewhere six, between I believe. Five and six weeks. So hopefully he's back um, and fully healthy by playoff time. I mean, I think that's the key. If this Pacers team wants to make some noise in the playoffs, which I, which I still think remains a top goal, is to win a first-round playoff series, uh, we got to have Brockton on the floor for that. I mean, um, God bless Aaron Holiday, but uh, we need – all the firepower we can bring to the table to beat any of these guys in the Eastern Conference. Well, I mean, what are we looking at? So, of course, we don't know. They say week to week. That means they're going to evaluate them every seven days. Um, And that suggests to me that, you know, we're talking at least two weeks, or they'd say he was out for a week, right? Um, I don't know. Um, With only five to six weeks left in the season, um, you know, this is this is really going to affect our playoff positioning. I mean, I think there was still a chance um, that we could uh, catch the four seed. Um, Harper, what are our odds now that uh, now that Brogdon is going down for at least a, is half the time of remaining of the season at the at the at the very least? Uh, I mean, I don't have uh, the uh, newest model up, but I mean, everybody's <laughs> out for Philly too, right? And yeah. Miami has been playing better than us, so. I mean, we just got to play better than, than them. Um, yeah. I mean, it sucks, right? But that's professional sports. Uh, you know, these things happen better now than in the first round of the playoffs. So, you know, rest. I hope that this heals quickly, and hopefully we get a couple weeks at the end of the season at full strength to, to get everybody on the same page and, and, hit and get all the cylinders hitting at the same time. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, it'd be, this team has yeah. been doing next man up all year long. So, you know, to their credit, the the guys are prepared, right? I mean, the fact that we got good minutes for Aaron Holiday earlier in the season um, is a good thing. It's a, you know, a silver lining. Now. He's ready to step into that starting point guard spot uh, alongside Oladipo. We're going to see more Ed Sumner. So that's great for me and all my... Uh, fellow Xavier brethren and you know he's he's a good addition I think he can bring good things to the table uh, you know it, it really makes the uh, uh, the lamb injury that much more impactful you know less than three weeks I mean three weeks ago we were having a podcast about what do we do how do you sit any of these uh, this plethora of guards that we have that have all earned minutes. Why is Aaron Holiday falling out of the starting lineup? And now we have, uh, you know, a Darth of them. We're going to get some Nazmi True Long uh, pretty soon, I think. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I do assume that uh, Aaron Holiday is in for big minutes uh, for, <laughs> until Rodney gets back. I mean, I mean he's going to be playing upwards of 35 minutes a game, I would assume. So he's going to start and probably also play some of those minutes with that second unit as he has. Um, and then, and I agree with you, we'll have, we'll have some Sumner minutes to, to relieve him. But um, yeah, this is going to be a, a lot of pressure on him. I thought he's um, just this last week, like he didn't have a big scoring week, um, but he seems to uh, be doing kind of a better job of understanding the moment where he needs to be, what he needs to be doing, uh, where to get, where to get the guys, the ball, uh, when to give up the ball. Um, and um, I, I think he's really matured this season. Uh, he still makes some some questionable decisions, but you know, not as much as he was even at the beginning of the season. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really hoping his um, his willingness to score and uh, take the big shot hasn't gone away because that's something that uh, Brogdon was doing for us down the stretch. 
No, I don't think you have to worry very much about that. <laughs> about that. <laughs> he has um, infinite confidence. Shooter's <laughs> going to shoot for sure. Um, yeah. And I mean, as far as the pre- I mean, I, I, I felt like he was a guy who just always put a lot of pressure on himself to succeed early in the season. I felt like he was really hard on himself when things weren't going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was able to play through it. I feel like that helps his confidence now. And that's the benefit of, you know, like you said, Jason, getting him those early season minutes. Um, you know, he, he will have a lot on you know he'll have the ball in his hands a lot but that's not necessarily the same as having a lot on his shoulders i mean we've got a lot of very good players out there including victor oladipo hasn't really found his stride yet um you know malcolm brogdon was something that i felt like we didn't need to have coming into the season right i felt like we Mm -hmm. had players when with Mm -hmm. you know tj warren and jeremy lamb and uh you know vic coming back um you know, he was the icing on the cake of this offseason, but I thought we were a competitive team without him. So now it's just time to go out and show that, um, you know, that's the case, that we can compete without a couple of these guys. And I, I think that we can, especially if Vic is, you know, hits his stride. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping Vic hits his stride soon. <laughs> yeah. I think that becomes more important now, don't you think? I mean, it would certainly help. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that getting. Uh, Warren back on the floor is crucial too. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, uh, Brogdon's scoring had gone down a bit since, um, sort of the all-star break or even, I guess a little bit before that. Uh, but he was still 14, 15 points a night and, uh, almost seven and a half, eight assists. Like that's a lot of production that you got to replace. Uh, and Warren being out, you know, he's been a, um, stalwart for us all all season and just just recently has started to miss some games you know he's a 29 point scorer like all of a sudden you take that out of the lineup like that's a lot of things to fill and Oladipo is clearly capable I mean I I mean the guy's an all-star talent he's just not that yet so you know hopefully uh yeah he gets his win back or his balance back or whatever but I it's going to be a process like nothing is going to make him into the old old depot overnight you know it's going to be a progression so we'll see flat hopefully we see more flashes he's certainly going to have all the opportunity in the world to have the ball in his hands and make things happen so yeah minutes restriction off so it's definitely go time and do what he can do. I, I'm with you. Having a warm back could be real big right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, Bragdon hasn't been a super efficient scorer for us this season, but, you know, kicking out those seven dimes a game sure does change the way our offense moves, you know. So uh, as great as Sabonis has been for us, he makes that ball pop for us. Totally, yeah. And he, he really has a knack for getting us a bucket when we need a bucket, you know, mm-hmm. like when the offense is broken down or, or just – you know, the other team has gone on a 6-0 scoring run, and he's just like, all right, we need to stop the bleeding. He's been that guy for us this year, or at least gotten us in the, the position to to get a bucket. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's going to be a challenge for sure. Yeah, he, he tends to calm us down, I think, um, you know, when we start to panic in, in, in those runs. I agree with that. Um, I wonder if um, – the team can, I mean, we have all, all season relied on Sabonis to be, uh, you know, um, sort of the hub of the offense in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, in the Chicago game, uh, we basically are just like, well, we're just going to pound him down low because we have nobody else. Well, and also and, they kept putting Laurie Markkinen on him because they apparently don't have a head coach. <laughs> or or big guys, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, there's, uh, there are teams out there that are small, and in those cases, we could just we could just attack them with Miles Turner and, and Sabonis. But yeah, I mean, without good guard play in this league, you, you're not going to win a lot of games. Yeah, and we are giving up a lot of size in that backcourt too, which you know, mm-hmm. assuming mm-hmm. that a lot of our minutes are going to be Aaron Holiday and Victor Oladipo now, that makes a big difference for us. Obviously, Sumner can bring. Um, you know, a little bit of size off the bench, but Brogdon, as great offensively as he has been, is is you know tough both in length and you know tenacity on defense for us. So that's just he's got such a well-rounded game. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's a lot to fill in, and it's it's going to have to be done by committee. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, are are we? Um, I mean, the the other thing that that uh, the consequence of this is. 
again, we're we're not getting that that chemistry between uh, Oladipo and, and Brogdon as we move into the playoffs, right? I mean, you know, I think you mentioned Jason that you know over the you know maybe in the last couple weeks we can get that going into the playoffs, but um, that's that's a real issue. Like these guys haven't had significant minutes on the floor together. I mean, does it matter if Oladipo is not playing well? I mean, what kind of chemistry are you developing with Oladipo right now? Like, hmm. right now, Oladipo is trying to get himself back right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, once he's in a, you know, more solid groove, I feel like that chemistry comes to them pretty quickly. Well, I thought he had, uh, you know, uh, the games before he went out um, most recently, what do you have a. Sore knee um, or something. Sore knee, yeah. yeah, yeah. His knee, his knee flamed up on him on on his uh, uh, operated knee. So, um, <clears throat> he, I thought he was really starting to kind of find his place within the offense, um, which was he was basically accepting the the fourth scorer role in that starting lineup, just playing tough defense, trying to pass the ball, um, you know, picking his spots. Um, th- there was a game where we were you know starting to slide, and he went on an individual. You know, tend to run, but like in general, I just felt like he was starting to find his place. Um, whereas that last Chicago game, I felt like he was pressing. Um, you know, you talked about him uh, seeming a little bit wobbly or whatever, but there was a lot of turnovers and stuff in that game. And I thought it came from him feeling obligated to score more because mm. we didn't have, you know, Brogdon and, and Warren. Um, so I wonder if that will be good or bad. You know, I felt like he was finally starting to figure out what his place was in this offense, and now So you think he's again. our fourth scorer? I thought he was sort of sliding in as that, yeah, or maybe the third. You think, he's that, our, that you think that's what he is now, though? No, 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 no. I think that's what he is deciding is going to work for him in this offense right now until he's who he is. Right. And that's Warren the point. And that's that's are, not right. at all who he is, right? That's a yeah. temporary thing. Yeah, but that may be through the rest of the season, though. I mean, he may not be Oladipo again until next year. Right, you know? right. Yeah, I think both things can be true. I think that the the type of um, chemistry that we will eventually want to see between Oladipo and Brogdon, that's not going to develop until over the summer when those guys get to play a lot and into next year, and hopefully Oladipo is himself. But figuring out how to coexist on the floor in in Oladipo's current state and who is the alpha dog down the stretch I think uh is a key thing to sort of figure out right um I mean I think for the first few games it was clear that Brogdon was was uh deferential to Oladipo you know basically saying like this is your team here's the ball take it over down the stretch and I don't know that that was the the greatest thing for us uh, for those few games, right? And then eventually Brogdon, and I think the coaching staff and Oladipo even was like, "Look, like I'm not in a position to take this over now, and clearly you have the chops. Like, do it, you know, do your thing, go get us some wins." And I think that them figuring that out is good. And just the more time that you spend on the floor with another guy, the more comfortable you get i mean even if they're in a limited capacity i sure think. But i just i feel like he's always got right of first refusal right oh for sure yeah no i that i would i was i i think that uh oladipo was uh just making that decision as a, as a good teammate and trying to figure out how to help this team win um not that um he's sort of saying or or deciding even internally that he's not still the the leader of this team but just because he's the leader of this team, how do I fit in and help us win right now? You know, um, and 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 again, that may be the case for the rest of the season. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm all for more time on the court with these guys together, but you know, Victor is himself taking on a totally different role that he's not completely comfortable with. Right. So it's like he's he's in a constant state of transition himself. So I just I don't know how much that says about chemistry or not chemistry, particularly. Yeah. Fair enough. So it may not matter going down the stretch is what you're saying. <laughs> that, that chemistry part. Yeah. I, I mean, these guys all really love and respect each other and play really hard when they're on the court together and, you know, putting a few wins on the board down the stretch. I, you know, I feel like we're in good shape if that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Win, yeah. Winning fixes everything. 
it does do that. Yeah, and both Brogdon and Oladipo are, you know, really, really smart basketball players. So obviously on-court time is crucial for getting timing and chemistry and whatever, but I think at a strategic level, they're going to be able to uh, handle this no matter what, right? They'll, yeah. On some level, they both know. know what they want to do before they it, leave the film room. Exactly, right, yeah. So... I mean, and, you know, we're really, you know, we've spent, you know, 20 minutes now sort of really avoiding the big issue, which is uh, Brian Bowen, you know, in that Chicago game played his 45th day uh, with the Pacers roster. So he, we're not going to have him uh, able to play in the Pacers game until the Mad Ant season is over. So, mm. Oh, no. Yeah. So clearly they're going to tank uh, whatever playoff run they're going to go on and... So we can get him back sooner. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think Justin Holiday just has to play uh, the whole game now since there's no Brian Bowen. Just Justin and Aaron just out there for 40 minutes a night. That's right. I'm not mad at that point. I think I'm I think those guys got some chemistry. Who they do. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, so the let's do silver lining, I guess, if we can. Right. Try to end this segment on a positive note, which is. Um, you know, we're going to get more. We've seen uh, Sabonis play at an all star level all season. And I think we're going to have to lean on him even more heavily over this next three or four weeks or whatever until God, we get Brogdon back. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm totally happy with. Uh, the other thing is that I think that Miles Turner has turned a corner um, over the past three or four weeks or something like that. Like, he looks more. Um, engaged, uh, looks like a real defensive stopper, and uh, what was the statistic like in the he's his clutch shooting is like seventy mm, percent yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's about seventy in the last you know two minutes of a game with less than five point difference or whatever. Yeah, it's, so we got it's, our it's close, really good. We got our closer already. So there you go. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, yeah, getting more, even more minutes for Aaron Holiday is all for the better. A kid at his stage, he's learning still uh, like a sponge. Every yeah. minute that he gets is exponential growth, basically, in his NBA development. And so that's huge for him. Yeah. And if this kid's not an NBA rotation player, I, I mean, I, I'm way off, right? I mean, I, this this kid. No, he definitely is. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's great. He works so hard. Uh, we know he can shoot the ball. He's got some handles. I mean, you're right. The decision making's not all the way there, but NBA basketball it's getting fast. better. Yeah. yeah, it is. Letting the game slow down a little bit. I mean, this is the stuff that gets you there. And I mean, his yeah. his level of consternation and uh, disappointment with the referees is really at an all star level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so what, what will we do? Out of the curve. <laughs> what would we do without Justin on this? Because Justin's the one who keeps him from, uh, you know, getting strangling tossed. a referee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going. Well, I think this is wallet. Justin's whole plan. It's just this is uh, job security. You know. Yeah. This is like a. <laughs> That's right. He's definitely getting re-signed in the offseason. Right. That's Indispensable. Right. That's right. Uh, th- that does go to a larger point um, that this is uh, essentially the team that we're going to have next year, right? I mean, all of these guys outside of Justin. Um, who was on a one-year deal, are, are signed for next year. Um, TJ, TJ Leaf is... TJ Leaf is signed for next year. Oof! Thank God. Uh, I think maybe he's on a, uh, a team option. Yeah, he's on a team option. And mm. I don't know that we're picking up that team option. Yeah, he oh, I'm surprised he we haven't done this. it already. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was the conversation that he might get traded just to see if he could get some minutes on another team at the trade deadline. Um, he didn't even see minutes in that Chicago game when... Uh, we we were missing four rotation players. Yeah, Jakar right, Sampson so. has his minutes. Yes, right. he does, and 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 rightfully should. Uh, it's Joey's new favorite pacer. Oh, Nick Colson's great. TJ Leaf is uh, under contract for next season, and there is a uh, team option, I believe. Uh, we can do a qualifying offer for the twenty one twenty two season. Mm, I don't see that for happening. six million dollars. That's when he's gonna be in his prime. He's gonna be worth every penny. <laughs> uh, but 
so I guess so he is under contract for for next year. Yeah, yeah, you get a, you get guaranteed four years, I guess, when you're drafted in the first round. I'm pretty sure that's the way. Mm. Um, but uh, so so this is our team, right? This is our team next year, and uh, whatever um, whatever we're figuring out this year is going to pay dividends next year. Um, and these minutes uh, that the, the guys like. Uh, you know, Aaron Holiday and Jakar. Well, Jakar probably won't be on the team next year, but he should be. We'll see. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I liked him. I would say free agent wise, our top priority is Justin Holiday of the guys yes, that are going to yes. be free agents. Yeah. We, need to, we need to bring him back just to hold uh, Aaron Holiday back. Yeah, if they could figure out this season how to stay healthy next season, I'd be stoked. Yes. <laughs> And ultimately, uh, this this injury may um, hurt our win total for the end of the season, um, but ideally, we'll have everybody back and healthy, and and uh, we can go beat a team. We're a pretty good road team, so yeah, not not bad. Uh, just... We're over five hundred. Okay, is it is it over? I thought it was. I thought it was just. I thought we're like sixteen and fourteen or something like that. Uh, we're currently 17 and 15 as of our Saturday recording. Oh. Well, there you go. What? Yeah, but that's good news. By the time this comes out, Joey may be right. Okay. <laughs> well, you're always you're, you're always uh, ahead of your time, so that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm glad to see the the team is is uh, largely set for next season because uh, we we've had a couple years of just high turnover. Um, you know, as much as I liked, and I think everybody enjoyed that team last year. Um, they were really, really fun to watch, and a lot of them are elsewhere now. Um, very much like this team this year too, for largely the same reason. Even though it's a pretty different cast of characters, um, but I want, yeah, I want to get a good core of guys built up and 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 play together um, and keep them together and keep them together. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, there's there's good talent and there's uh, you know good chemistry out there with some of these guys. I mean, you know, I think I, I like uh, for me. I, I think probably everybody has got their own like pair of people they like seeing play together. Of course, Aaron and Justin and Holiday. It's got to be number one, right? That's like that's the easy one because <laughs> uh, it's really fun. You know, playing with you know the fun passes they get to each other. Um, but I think Sabonis and Oladipo even now. Um, I think they have a kind of a special chemistry because they've known each other for longer than you know most of the guys that have played together. Um, and, and I th- yeah, like uh, uh, there's other. Do you ever like anybody else have like a favorite two player combination? I think uh, it's just got a little little edge out there. Aaron Holiday and anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Sabonis and McDermott. Oh, yeah, that's uh, another one I was yeah. thinking of. There's a, that, that dribble handoff, and 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 I I saw him at a uh, a post game uh, whatever interview at one point. He was like, basically, I just tell McDermott like, when I have the ball, just keep your eyes up because I'm going. My entire job, my entire goal while I have the ball when you're on the floor is to get you the ball because yeah. you're Dougie McBuckets. Yeah. So, right. I really like uh, uh, Sabonis and Warren as well. Warren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does a great job of finding spots on the floor out there, and Sabonis has those eyes in the back of his head. Yeah, he makes those sweet cuts. He finds those soft spots and mm. just goes. Yeah, yep. that's a good point. And I like the I like McConnell and basically anybody as well. That's like what, just, I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> just like he's just a runs down the sprints to the basket and then like loops back out, and then whoever is like cutting to the basket, it's like awesome. <laughs> Oh, did, did you see that uh, in the Chicago game? Old Depot makes a sick move. Oh, a super awesome pass to uh, Goga. Yeah, between uh, the legs. To the basket. Yeah, yep, yep, between the legs. Going to the basket, and Goga immediately instead of just dunking it, because he was uh, spins three feet away from the rim. <laughs> he was. He spins and tosses it out to the three point arc for a missed three, <laughs> and. And Oladipo was so pissed. <laughs> he was jumping up and down. He was so fired up. Yeah, that's my that's my uh, problem couple. I think on the team right oh, now. Oh sure. Okay. <laughs> the language barrier. <laughs> go go get there. Just yeah. Go get just quit looks so happy up. all the time. I know. Like, I know. Yeah, man. 
But just stop passing up uncontested dunks, big fella. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that was like that was uh, that was a easy ticket straight to Sports Center. Oh yeah, and that would have been the top ten. Yeah, I think we missed the three because uh, the shooter didn't even real. He's yeah. like, oh, Aaron was like, "Why that. do I have the ball? Right. <laughs> what just happened?" <laughs> oh dear. Well, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed going down the stretch. I, I, we, you're right. We've we've been next man up all all season. Um, there is. Uh, couple tough games so when you're listening to this we'll already have played uh uh dallas and boston mm-hmm. and getting ready to go into uh at philly uh they play very well at home um i don't know if their players will still be injured but um that's a crucial game i mean we can secure the tiebreaker against them yeah that's the game it's the, the game of the year yeah. at this point right i mean if you do that you screw the tiebreaker and um you know you you would avoid the top three teams at that point, right? If you could, um, if you can, even just tie Philly, then you would move up with the tiebreaker. So, um, I don't think, I think all of us would prefer to play Philly or Miami in the first round, and not Boston, Toronto, or Milwaukee. <laughs> I know that Milwaukee is not a possibility, but um, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see how we match up with Boston. I'm not. They're obviously playing good ball, but yeah, I think that I I have a weird suspicion that we match up with them really well. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. when and we're at full strength, of course, sure, not sure. Right. when we're a depleted squad. But and you know, Miami's Miami's played very well this season. But you know, one of the things that we always talk about for postseason success is your road record. Right? They're thirteen and nineteen on the road. They just run away with stuff at home. They've only lost four. Mm. Miami's a team mm. that you know is very reliant on Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yes. Mm. And so if we can stop one guy, um, I mean, again, they may have the best player on the court, but we got a chance to beat that team in a seven-game series. Yeah. Again, at full strength. Yes. You think they're they're partied a lot on the road? You think they do it at home? They're in damn Miami. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Apparently. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe like, you know, they get out of Miami and they just they just want to chill all night at the you know, at the pub to have sure. like down like 10 Guinnesses or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause they're probably at home. They go it's... To Oklahoma city. They can do that. And then they, right, right, right. Cause at home it's all the club, you sure, know, yeah, like, too yeah. much clubbing. Well, it's club, good for it. It's, it keeps their you know, club bangers. metabolism up. Right. And the Coke, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Secret to have metabolism. Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Well, side note, I think they're, uh, their uh, Miami Vice stuff is is uh, funny, at least. Yeah. Do you like it? I don't. I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't like the court stuff. No, the court. That's a lot. There's a lot it's going on. Much. Like too much. When you're overstimulated like that with the uh, substances, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, overstimulated with substances, did I hear that Dion Waiters is like potentially working out for the wait the Lakers or something like that? <laughs> I did like that segue because that, uh, yeah, his his story was was incredible. Oh, he's signed apparently. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. They were working out like him and uh, not Josh Smith. What's the guy's name? J.R. Smith. Josh. Um oh. And and somebody else or something like that. And they okay, so now they signed Dion Waiters. All right, cool. He's gonna have some playoff moments. <laughs> I I think he's there for a, a case of injuries. I don't uh, can't imagine he's gonna see a lot of minutes. Frank Vogel, he's got a he's got a deep bag of tricks. He's got a deep bag of gummies <laughs> to give him. <laughs> it's like take this an hour before the game. Just be quiet. Sit on the end of the bench. Right. Don't don't freak out, okay? Don't freak out. <laughs> Freaking out, man. <laughs> Jack Nicholson right there. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'd do any better in that situation with like, you know, 30,000 uh, 30, fans. Nah, you shine. Divide. You shine under the bright lights. We've seen you on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's with uh 
you know, I guess yeah, we we've got a, a couple mil on the listener column, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do the numbers, buddy. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. bad at math. I couldn't yeah. even figure out how many weeks are left in the season. <laughs> you could. You chose not to. <laughs> According to uh, Basketball Reference, the Pacers have broken a half million in attendance at Banker's Life this season. Wow. Mm. That's good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Way to go, Pacers um, fans. It, it's okay. a, a good team. It's a likable team. Joey, sure. you were you were talking about um, how you like you know, the last two years' team. Mm-hmm. How do you feel in comparison to this, this, this team? They're fun. Like, I think the last... Last year's team was more fun. So the last two years, right, with uh, with uh, Thaddeus Young and Bogdanovich and Corey Joseph. And- yeah, I mean a lot like those Corey Joseph. Like that team seemed like they just absolutely had so much fun. Um, but I mean, this team now is like not. You know, I think players like Brogdon and TJ McConnell is just like in Old Old Depot, like which is like just contagious positive attitudes. Um, you know they're all good community guys. Like there's nothing not to like about these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, you know, I went to the one of the Philly games earlier in the season, and there were fans from Philly in Indy to see him play. They traveled because they liked him so much, and they were sad that he was gone. Um, you know, he's on our team, and like I, you know, the the Pacer fans are going to feel that way about him eventually. You know, if they don't already. Um, so. You know who does that? Who who travels to go see a team, a player who used to be on their team? You know, uh, yeah, it's this, that's a special kind of player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's awesome, and I and I think this team, yeah, so very likable. They're they're you know playing well. You know the yeah. all good things. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's there, good, there's man. definitely like uh, Brogdon and Warren are much more stoic guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Some of the guys we lost last year, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, right. And so that overall, is, it's slightly less exuberant, but they're still great yeah. guys, and they're, you know, you can tell they're playing for one another. And well, and fantastic pickups. I mean, we, in, we pulling yeah, I mean, Brogdon and and you know Warren have been huge topics for us all season because they've just been steady. Um, uh, really looking forward to Warren coming back and continuing to be our leading scorer, because um, that's just what he does. He just so, helps us win basketball games. He's, he's got. He's in a commercial uh, for like a local car thing, a car lot or whatever. He is, or, yeah. Or, uh, dealership. Yeah. And um, it's actually it's noticeable, Jason. You say that like it's noticeable because he's like smiling. He looks happy and he's sort of jovial. Um, but he's never like that on the floor. You know, like he, he's very stoic and. Uh, uh, but yeah, in this commercial, it's it's. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's having fun. I mean, they paid him a bunch of money to talk about cars. That's right. <laughs> I'd be smiling too. You got you all. You all see the the uh, the Fishers like imports or whatever mm-hmm. the yeah old Depot one. Yeah, where Depot he, buys all his cars. Yeah, where he's wearing like a like Versace sweatshirt and a and he's wearing a, a fanny pack. Uh, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. I only, I only oh, yeah. get the like the like in game. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, the yeah. full commercial. Yeah. I was like, what? why did they let him wear that shirt? He's advertising something else. Yeah, I don't um, know. He's wearing a fanny pack, which I understand he's trying to bring back. Do you remember when he did the, the fanny pack all-star? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did uh, uh, fanny packs uh, for all the Pacer starters uh, like, to promote them for all-star players. Like custom. Yeah. That's uh, pretty great. Custom design We should link ones. to that. That's pretty yeah. great. That's pretty funny. Very feathery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I'm, I mean, overall, yeah, this team now is is really fun. Yeah, it's not as not as uh, not the high highs as the other team had had, but um, but I think this is probably talent wise a better basketball team. You know, if we have uh, more playoff success, then uh, I think you'll you'll feel like they're higher highs. Maybe, maybe. Depends on how good the gummies are. <laughs> I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> well, it's good. It's a good time to take a break. Uh, we're gonna give you some uh, music to listen to. 
And we'll be back in a few minutes. This is uh, Sears Black with Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, man! Freaking out! <laughs> If you had too many gummies, don't watch this video because it's, uh, it's it's super trippy. It's a bit trippy, yeah. Nice, nice. Right, I love serious black. Yeah. I got this pack roll. Been reloading in the stars, trying to shoot an eight ball into a black hole. Black, hole. black, black, he a rap bully in a black body with a black hoodie. Get tapped like a hi hat back on the track. Ready, tap, 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 tap. Fuck government, this deck, heat that bleed through the oven mitt. But they loving it. Then the alien came down, gave me the keys to the mothership with the covenant. Bring it back like talking streets with the mark of the beast. Take no feast if we starving to eat. Fuck that, I'm a dog barking a leash. Fuck that, I'm a dog barking the street like. From the break. Now we gotta get you with uh, my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. And so this week I want to talk about uh, players that are under six foot six. Okay. And uh, are phenomenal defenders. So the top five in that category. Uh, this is like the. Um, is this the season or is this all time? This is for your for their career. Uh, okay. But the defensive box plus minus, which basically uh, estimates um, how many defensive points they're affecting over uh, 100 possessions, but essentially how they're how they're affecting the game. Um, so, um, the two active players, uh, Draymond Green. Is a number four, and number two is he under uh, six six? Yeah. Wow. Now that they have the he's real actually, heights, he's, he's at so this is six. He's at six six, so six six or shorter. Okay. Um, he definitely used and, to be listed at like six nine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Maybe six seven, but yeah, you're right. Now they they make them take their shoes off. Um, and then uh, for Philadelphia. Is that Mat- I don't know Matisse, Matisse Thibel. Thibel. Uh He's actually a number two, uh, three point two, uh, the you know points points per game basically. And th- this is all time. All time, yeah. Wow. So this is like per so per like, one hundred possessions. Um, okay, but within a season, right? Uh, no, no, for a, for a career. <clears throat> okay, so, so co- combined okay, seasons. So Matisse is a, a rookie. So this this yeah. So it's it's a smaller sample set, but right. it's uh, um, so he's yeah. So basically, Matisse only has a hundred thousand uh, seventy four minutes versus Draymond's like sixteen thousand minutes. Right. Um, uh, number five, Carlos Terry was on the uh, Washington Bullets. Uh, there's another there's another interesting um, uh, thread on this list. Um, at six three, Mike D'Antoni is on this. Whoa! 
<laughs> He's uh, number eight all time. Number eight all time. I've had my money on that. No. Nope. Uh, number fourteen at a six four. It t- almost uh, nearly twenty four thousand minutes. Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. another coach. That's interesting. Interesting. Uh, weird. There's another coach on here. Jeff number th- <laughs> number three. Number three at six foot five. From 1987 to 1998 for the Seattle Supersonics, Nate McMillan. Woo, wow. Number three all time. Yeah. That is awesome. So, small defenders that actually make a difference. Shout out Nate McMillan. Shout out Draymond Green. Shout out Matisse Tibble. Where's Charles Barkley? Where is uh, Gary Payton? Uh, so Chris Paul's eleven. Uh, Michael Jordan's eighteen. Command F that. Come on. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Who are we looking for? Um, Was Barkley six six? He's like six five. Six five. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Not on here. Uh, Eddie Gill, seventy eight. <laughs> Yeah, if if Michael that? Jordan is like not in the top ten and Charles Barkley is not on the list, I'm suddenly <laughs> skeptical on there. of their list. I don't know if I agree yeah. with the statistic. Yeah, it's just numbers, just numbers. Uh, Michael Cooper, seventy-seven, and he probably should be higher. He's he won a, a defensive player of the year. Yeah, right but on on Rondo. Yeah, but all the other years he's on a championship team. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Anyway. Tony Allen? Oh, yeah. Of course, of course Tony Allen's on there. Aaron McKee? No Pacers? Uh, Derek McKee? Or you said Aaron McKee? No, uh, Aaron Aaron McKee, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, where's Gary Payton? Uh, so, yeah, no Pacers on this list. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Way I to go, Nate. I thought it was interesting. I uh, thought TJ Ford would have at least made that list. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. All right. So we got one more thing for you this week. Um, what do you got for? You got an undegoogable. Oh, are we doing undegoogables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. It's everybody's uh, favorite game show, Lighting the Internet on Fire. The Undegoogables. Um, so uh, this week, uh, I, I actually, uh, Jason, you mentioned this one, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, and I wrote it down, uh, kept it in my back pocket, and I've uh, been thinking about it not Googling it. Um, what's the difference between... A cobbler and a crumble. Mm. This must have been uh, right around pie season. Pie, pie season. <laughs> <laughs> holidays. Oh, high pie season. <laughs> Somewhere right between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm. Yeah. It's high pie season. Yeah. Um, so do we have any theories on this? I, I assume that the uh, cr- it's maybe about the crust, maybe? Does cobbler... Let me ask you guys this. Does cobbler require uh, ice cream, or is that a? Uh, no, I think you just serve it with that. Okay, it's it's a, a la mode situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, okay. Uh, does a does a, a cobbler have a, a crust? I mean, a top crust. Yes. Yes. Okay. I believe that's all it has. I believe a cobbler does not have a bottom crust. Otherwise no it'd bottom be a crust in a cobbler. Right. Mm. Oh, okay. Hmm. So pie. I guess I don't know. So pie. <laughs> so a pie would have a bottom crust and a top crust. Well, so I was thinking or that maybe a, no top crust, right? Yeah, I was Some thinking it was a pie it. had the top and bottom. The cobbler had no top, and the crumble had a crumbly top. I feel like the top <laughs> for a pie is gonna be optional. Top tops are optional. Tops are. That's what optional. I'm saying. In a pie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did like a pumpkin pie. Like, there's no crust. Oh, good it's club it's like head. Panama City. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So what makes a pie versus a cobbler versus a crumbler? Crumble. So I would have thought that a... So in my mind, both a pie... Or sorry, both a, a cobbler and a crumble are like you, you do a fruit thing in a dish and then you put a, a lattice of mm. crust on top of that or something. And maybe just the difference is that the the cobbler is like an actual lattice and the crumble is just like, eh, whatever. Just throw some <laughs> throw some dough on top of that bad boy and bake it. I don't really know what a crumble is. Are there like... Can you, what's, what's <laughs> you more specific with your question? question? Well, what's... Can you give... What's <laughs> a, like, that is a complete question. I don't know what it is. Okay. So what's the like? What's the what's the most famous crumble? I don't know a, a cherry crumble. A cherry okay. crumble. Um, or a or a like a uh, peach. I, I feel peach. like it's a fruit. It's it's a fruit, yeah um, a blackberry crumble. Yeah. Like so sugary I mean, jam type thing. Or is there is there some characteristic of the crust? Is there something in it? Well, that separates it from other crusts. Well, that's a good question. I I know that the crumble actually has crumbled dough on top of it, but I wonder if it's a different. Is it just dough, or are there nuts or something? Mm-hmm. No, there's no nuts. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's. Is if there... anything, it's like sugary. Sh- sugary, yeah. There's like a not maybe not powdered sugar, but like yeah. The top's optional. No nuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's like um Yeah, it's hard to describe. It's like uh It's crumbly, I would say. It, it is crumbly. Yeah, it's sugary. It's a very sh- sugary like it's not almost like a smooth uh, like the the dough bits that are in it are not like a smooth thing. They're like you can there's like um it's almost like there's like little growths off the side of them or something like that. It, yeah. It's it adds texture. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And then so, the sugar's like crystallized on it. Like so do you feel like this might be, the difference may be just in the crust itself? Well, I wonder, because like, um, you know, you wouldn't have like, but you wouldn't have like a, a pecan crumble, you know, like a pecan pie. You would, I think, it, I think fruit is probably important. Okay. I think the same is true for a cobbler. That's why I was confused. Cause I think a cobbler is always a fruit. Yeah. I've never had a non fruit based cobbler. Right. You ever okay. had a pumpkin cro- cobbler? No, that seems weird. No, that's un-American. Is that is is a pumpkin a fruit? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it's, it's got seeds in it. It's a yeah. gourd, right? Yeah. Is that okay. what makes it a fruit? I don't. Is it the fruit is internal the, seeds? The internal seeds, yeah. But I think the gourd is like a tomato is a fruit. So like a green right. pepper is a fruit. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, is, 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 is it green pepper a fruit? It's got no, seeds right. on the all, inside. All those, all those peppers got the seeds on the inside. And maybe peppers are fruits. Maybe this. Maybe the whole system is corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely seems like a vegetable, but you're right. It has yeah. seeds inside. Like a cucumber. Cucumber's a fruit. Let's go back oh, to the no. drawing board. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, so my th- my theory is that cobbler and crumble are probably the same thing. And it's just, a, it's like a soda and pop. Or like, mm. like what part no, of I, the country you came from is what you call oh, it. Oh, I, I disagree. You disagree. Okay. I disagree. I, I, I think it's, it's, I, I, you're right that I didn't think about the cobbler probably doesn't have a bottom dough. If it um, did, you would call it a pie. Right, right, okay. Unless and maybe then, it's like the dish that it's cooked in or something. I also think of cobblers as not very cohesive. Like, it's sort of a runny dish, right? right. It's not set. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's the same tree yeah. of crisps or what are we calling them? Uh, crumbles? Crumble. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely amorphous. Okay. Yeah. Semi-morphous. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely have to have the crust on top. 
top, not yeah. on the bottom. Okay, I like that. Maybe so. Uh, maybe there's just the the crumbly dough on the crumble, and then the the uh, pie lattice, dough. lattice pie dough yeah, on, top. on the oh, lattice one. Now, could you have just a complete um, pie covering, like an apple pie, over a crumble, or does it have to be lattice? You mean over a cobbler? Cobbler, yes. Sorry. Does it? Yeah. Do, so. Like you know how you have like a, a full apple uh-huh. pie cover, uh-huh. yeah. Could you do that over a cobbler? Well, so with pies you can do it whichever way you want. You could lattice it. You could have the whole thing. Usually, I think you cut slits for like air escape, basically, or yeah. whatever, or like uh, moisture release. Yeah, moisture release. Yeah. Um. So it, I would imagine you could do whatever. I think that the cobbler recipe that I'm familiar with has, like, a type of, like, bread on top. Ooh. Mm. Interesting. Like a sort of shortbready sort of action. Okay. As the top crust? Okay. Okay. Oh, boy, we're in a world of... (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the... Well, Okay. Maybe I'm confusing my things. Yeah, so maybe a so maybe a cobbler is the shortbready top, and a crumble is a pie crusty type of top, or something. Because that would get thinner, that would dry out more yeah, quickly, right, sure. and be more crumbly. Yeah. Once you dished right. it up. Yeah. So our theory is that neither of them have a bottom, though, is what we're thinking. Correct. Bottom yeah. crust. I mean, I think if you've right. got a runny dish, tops like optional. That, yeah. No bottoms. No, no bottoms. bottoms. No bottom and no nuts. No nuts. Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> no nuts. Okay. This we know for sure. I think we've got it figured out. We got a title for our show somewhere in there too. I just I'm gonna, not sure where yet. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna Google tops optional. No bottoms. No bottoms. No nuts. Take off the. Uh, Cover your eyes, okay? Spyware controls on my computer and get right on that. <laughs> Uh, all right, you look up cobbler. Um, I'm gonna find and, out what <laughs> what the fuck fruit is. <laughs> but what is fruit? Look, fruit is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Harper's on fruit. No, the one because no, I had always I, the the tomato was always one that I was like, oh, tomatoes are fruit. What I'd never thought of any of the peppers. Yeah. Or. That's messed up, man. <laughs> Avocados, string beans, squash, eggplant, green pepper, and okra are all technically fruits. Mm, there you go. On. We we got that right. What's the point? <laughs> What's the what point the of point? anything? Words have no meaning. <laughs> oh, pumpkins, so when, um, fruit, bitches. Yeah. yeah. So when. Um, so what's a gourd? Well, no, I think gourd is in the uh, is in the fruit so, category. Okay. Yeah, if if you have like uh, all gourds are fruits, but all fruits are not, not gourds. Okay. Yeah. Like all gourds are fruits. Like a, like a squash is a gourd. Gourds and, and squash are members of the blah blah blah. Botanically speaking, squash and gourds are fruits. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. So all all gourds are fruits. All fruits are not gourds. Correct. All right. A cobbler. Is a deep dish baked fruit dessert with a thick dropped biscuit or pie dough topping. Or pie dough. Biscuit. Drop biscuit. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Biscuit. I don't yeah. know what that is. A uh, crisp uh, is a baked fruit dessert with a crisp and crunchy layer of ingredients, uh, which may include a proportion of sugar, butter, oats, nut, flour, and a spice or something like that. Okay. Looking to gain a somewhat granular look, I think that's. Oh, what so I was thinking of that's of what a we were crisp, trying to describe. Not earlier. a cobbler, right? Uh, and a crumble similar to a crisp uh, is a baked fruit dessert with a layer topping. A crumble topping includes oats or nuts, and is in- instead usually a streusel-like combination of flour, sugar, and butter. What's a streusel? And a yeah. <laughs> uh, a pandowdy is a deep dish baked fruit dessert with a flaky pie or biscuit topping. 
main difference between a pan dowdy and a cobbler is that the topping is rolled out into the shape of the baking dish and placed on top of the fruit mixture and partially baked. The dish is then removed from the oven and broken up with a spoon. God, there's all kinds of... There's another thing called a Betty, uh, which is a pudding dessert. Very similar. So wait, I missed where the what the cobbler was. A gr- a cobbler is a has a the that's the drop biscuit or pie dough. Oh, well, the and and what's the crumble then? The crumble <laughs> does have nuts. Thanks for paying attention. That's a, <laughs> oh, that's the oat thing. Yeah, crumble yeah, yeah. has and oats the crisp or nuts. is the one that I thought was a crumble. Okay, got that's it. Right. But the crisp and the crumble are, are very similar. Very similar. Uh, yeah. Does it does uh, does it say anything about bottom crust on any of those? So I think none of them have a bottom crust, as far as I can understand, because they're deep dish, um, baked fruit desserts. Okay. Like there's a, there's so many options. Right. There's a grunt. Mm. Um, can we get a definition of what a pie is then? And a grunt. They must be very. I, I'm finding all of this on CanadianLiving.com, <laughs> so it must be a <laughs> Canadian thing. Well. This is his first time there. It's a wonderful website. <laughs> is that is that on your? Uh... I'm a subscriber. So according to the uh, pie is pie is three point one four. <laughs> oh my goodness! According to the dictionary, it's <laughs> a baked dish of fruit or meat and vegetables, typically on a top and base of pastry. Ba- pastry. Okay. Yeah. Pastry. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so top and bottom. Well, but you, yeah, but we, is it a pumpkin pie? There's no top. Uh, or a pecan pie? There's no top. Right. It no, typically it's, has uh, both. It's, those pies like it's party. typically right. Right. <laughs> a filled pie, also single crust or bottom crust, has a pastry lining the baking dish, and the filling is placed on the, but the pastry is left open. So that would be okay. a single crust or bottom crust pie. Okay. I think the one thing for sure we we did learn is that we know why, or at least one of the reasons why, Americans are overweight because there's so, so many options. so many options. I think I think we also learned that we don't bake. Mm. Mm-hmm. Although uh, Harper, okay. do you remember uh, your twenty uh, first birthday? Sure. I, I made uh, Harper a pecan pie. Mm. Um, is it traditional? Twenty uh, first like, birthday to- present. Yeah. yeah, as a well, no, I was, I was, you know, <laughs> trying to do something nice. I knew he didn't like, like, uh, he didn't like cake as okay. his thing. So I was like, well, I'll make him a, a pie. And so I pulled out this thing, and I was very proud of it. I, I even spelled John out with pecans on the top, <laughs> and it came out beautiful. I was very proud of it. Yeah, and uh, I stuck a bunch of candles in it, lit them, <laughs> gave it to him. He blew out the candles, and once we cut into it, I realized that I had put the candles in. While the pie was just fresh out of the oven, and so oh, yeah. all of the candle wax had melted out oh, into gosh. it. Um, but uh, because Harper's a trooper, he ate it anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, it was perfectly preserved in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a traditional wax pie. Yeah, like I said, not much of a baker. Mm. <laughs> It was good. I learned my lesson. It was good for a wax pie. <laughs> eh, we ate around it. It was we good. <laughs> Shout out Julia Gerson. Mm-hmm. That's right. <clears throat> so are you uh, satisfied with your answer? Yeah, no, I, I, I feel good about all this. I, I understand more um, than I did before. And I hope Jason does, too, because he's the one who posed it originally at the totally. high pie season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, see, he was in, probably in pie frenzy at that point, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were just stuffing so many pies in his face, right. he didn't know what to call them or what they were yeah. anymore. Right. It's just a coma, pie I guess. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Now I'm looking forward to that episode of uh, Great Bitch British Bacon Show. Oh, yeah. With, uh, crumbles. Tort, torts. Torts and torts. Yeah, for least I've got a I got a vague idea about what they all are, but yeah, amorphous blob of uh, sugar, pastry, and and fruit, flour, and it goes in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> all of them get into your belly. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we learned. Maybe not the meat pies, though. No, no, no. 
But uh, but the fruit pie, you can put anything in a fruit pie. Bacon. Uh, Even meat. No, you can put in <laughs> cucumber. You can put in. Oh sure, yeah, the cucumber pie. Uh, pumpkin. Any kind of gourd. Green pepper pie. Green pepper pie. <laughs> cucumber pie. <laughs> Little jalapeno pie. Oh yeah. Ooh. We're gonna have to revisit this. Yeah. Topic. All right, we'll try it out. We'll let the uh, Pacer Nation know how it goes. Because I'm pretty angry about this. <laughs> All right, I think that should uh, about wrap it up for this week. Uh, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for hanging out with us, uh, spending some time with us. I think it's uh, it's we had a good time. Hope you did too. Uh, you can hit us up on the social medias. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com/slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. Uh, there's a, a contact form there. You can send us a message. Uh, you can send us an email. Shout out at theunbeatables.com. Uh, and on the website, there's also a uh, uh, a store if you want to buy yourself a t-shirt. For our once and always coach, Bobby Sicklitter, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights. The party's over. What was that? Okay. It comes from my soul, buddy. Okay. Oh, uh, quick shout out uh, to uh, host Joey Gafreda for uh, housing me this last week. I don't know if he knew what he was signing up for. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Outros in your sleep, keeping everyone up at night. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I wish you, I just would. I wish you didn't sing during when you were sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. <clears throat> no, he's been keeping me company, taking care of the dog. That's the full time job. It really is. Boy, dog's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Until he's not. Yeah. Until he's inconsolable. <laughs> <laughs>